0: We ready? Yes. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had to get it out before Matt so
1: everybody,
2: everybody guys everybody have their turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm man. It's the world's worst ASMR. <laughs> this
1: is gonna be the ordinary
2: Welcome to Brosé Live Moss. My name is Matt Casnell and joining me as they always do are my bros in rosé. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweet. Hello. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. And to my far right, reporting live from across the room, Tim Hansen. Hello. How's it going everyone? I don't know. I
3: don't even know a voice that is. No, no, no. I no, give no. up.
2: <laughs> How's everybody doing? Um I'm pretty good. Just went downstairs, had some snacks. Some chili episodes my 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 lovely wife Jenna, made a uh, gluten-free, veggie-free chili.
0: Veggie, uh, it was the opposite of veggie I'm sorry, not veggie-free. Uh, vegetarian <laughs> friendly. There was
1: tons of veggies. It's, it's not like an excessive of veggies. It's just like a slab of meat.
2: It chili. A, br- a brisket and tomato sauce. <laughs> you
1: know, I've made um, the Kevin's Chili from The Office. Babish uh, put that together. Binging with Babish. And, yeah, binging with Babish. Whatever it's called. And um, that is mostly meat. There is mm. a can of beans in there, maybe. <laughs> that, that sounds, sounds good. awesome. Yeah. It was good. It was
2: delicious. Mm, Chili is delicious. And there's a lot of sweets down there and some charcuterie. Uh, food, baby. Food, 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 food. Pro-food podcast. Pro-food podcast. podcast. Very, Very pro much so. So uh, welcome to the Brose podcast, available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, if you've listened to our show before, you know that the premise of the show is to answer questions from you the audience about life the universe and everything. What did you think it was, dummy? <laughs> you idiots, <laughs> stupid you fucking fool. morons. <laughs> Anyway, uh, please, we love our <laughs> listeners, so please listen to, do we? to the show and send your questions to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. We will answer all of those questions on the air, every single one, unless it's weird, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which we've gotten some of those before. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's going to be a good show, guys. I'm feeling great about it. I'm feeling ready. For an A plus kind of show, yes, yes, ten absolutely. out of 10. 11 out of ten if possible, double you
1: S. You know, A plus plus, A plus plus. Go for the double S here, d- double
2: S, extra credit on the double S. I like it. <laughs> oh man, you were talking about it's on the subject that we were talking about. Uh, round one, the uh, the Japanese style arcade that oh, uh, yeah. that they have out in Nexon Mall and in Philly as well, and uh, they're yeah, actually fun.
1: there's going to be one in uh, Deford as well soon too.
2: Ooh, yeah. that's the kind of place like the the Round One places. They like I liked video games when I was a kid too, and and they had arcades. But like if that place existed when I was fifteen, I there would be no. I, that's it. Like it'd be over. I'd just spend all my time there. I'd have failed out of school. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's just It's just there's too they, much fun stuff to uh, do. I
1: would have had a reason to cut school then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm a little bit sad that like the arcade culture
0: died out. But did you yeah. ever in Pittsburgh go to GamesNet?
2: No, I never did. Oh,
0: so nice. It was like you would pay like a flat fee and they just had a bunch of retro games. You could uh, play as many. Everything was on
1: free play and you just go around and hang that's out. That's so there's cool. Th- there's an arcade also in the Defford Mall. It's like the Colonial Arcade or something. $12 all day free play. That's, that's awesome. Beautiful.
2: That's so fun. It's I love nice those kind day. of things. Firefly, Rich, Rich and Tim, you know Firefly, yeah. they have the barcade, the barcade. there. Uh, it was it was very popular because it was air conditioned, but also it was an arcade with a bar in the middle of it, and uh, and it was all you know you'd already spent hundreds of dollars to go to this festival, so it was all free play games. And yeah. it was like Die Hard, NFL Blitz, NBA Jam, Shit, Punch ton Out, pinball. ton of pinball. All like it was just I think there was air hockey uh, machines in there as well or air hockey tables. I think so. Yeah, um, Teenage it was Mutant Ninja Turtles Absolutely, all the all the old like beat 'em up side scroller games. Like it was it was it was heaven. It was heaven. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Love that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, we have wine. <laughs> yes. Speaking of segues, we have a wine uh, <laughs> in front of each of us, uh, so let's talk about those wines. Sean, you want to go first?
0: Yes, I'm drinking Rubine. Uh, it's a 2018 wine. It has a really cool bottle. Has an R with some flowers and like a cool like crest on top. Hmm. And according to a website that then references the wine's website, okay, the winery writes that this pale pink with blue gray tints wine. Which I'm not seeing any blue-gray. It just seems pale pink. Yeah. Uh, and has aromas of red fruits with notes of currants. The palate is fine. Fine? <laughs> it, it's all right. It's fine. But that's what their website? <laughs> well, I think it's fine as in like okay. delicate. I
2: know. <laughs> the palate's like, eh. <laughs> take right, it or know, leave right. it. <laughs>
0: uh, with notes of red currants and wild strawberries. What is a currant?
2: I don't know. I was about to ask you that.
0: <laughs> it's a currant? Maybe C-U-R-A-N-T. Yeah, it's a fruit. Yeah, it's it's
3: not very popular in the U.S. And I read into this because like if you go to England or like more or less anywhere in Europe, their uh, their purple skittle isn't grape. It's black currant.
0: Oh, so it's is it like a grape? No, like a plum. (laughs) I'm just going to say purple fruits.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's got a little bit of a darker flavor, probably closer to a plum, but still also Mm. not quite it. When I, because a friend of one of my coworkers, at my old job brought in a bag of those, I'm like, what the fuck am I eating? <laughs> it's like, oh, they changed this flavor. Apparently, it's much more popular than grape flavoring globally. Hmm. It's just the U.S. is like, no, fuck Black Korea. Black we like ain't going to grow this shit
0: here. We- Okay. But apparently, it's big in Canada too. Well, apparently, that's what this wine <laughs> it's tastes a like. A
2: impression of our like ambassador to whatever country this is. <laughs> Fuck you, uh, Fuck you, yeah, carrot.
0: Get out of here! Get, get out of here! Out
4: Fuck of here yeah, with your carrot. <laughs> uh,
2: I am drinking uh, Lefty wine. It's a rosé blend from Final Frontier with uh with peach juice as well. Uh, it's red wine with natural flavors, and it is good. I, I like the peach flavoring of it. Um, I like my rosés drier normally, but the, the sweetness of the peach is actually really nice. So uh so I I I like this one. It's one of my it's one of my favorites of the early part of this year. So we'll go with that. Uh Rich, what are you drinking?
1: I am drinking Toad Hollow Vineyard's uh Dry Rose of Pinot Noir, 2018, Sonoma County, Eye of the Toad. Eye
2: of the Toad.
1: if you want to know how it is, go back and find the episode <laughs> that we actually talked about it. I mean, it's it's fine, it's good. I'm not really into the dry uh, wines, um, but I just identified with this toad so much that I had to buy it.
2: <laughs> uh, Tim, what are you drinking?
1: I am drinking Whispering Angel
3: from the Cote de Provence. Uh, found a review that said, this is full of mouth-watering flavor with a lovely texture. Lots of light fruit flavors with a clean finish. This wine does well to demonstrate the power of its grape. And I disagree with all of those things. <laughs> 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 there is... I. I tried to say there was nice fruit flavors at the beginning because I didn't want to be a douche, but like I got nothing. Really, all I taste that bad. It's not bad. It's just nothing. It Mm. doesn't taste like much of anything. It's just there, and then there's that typical dryness aftertaste of a dry. Right. So for
0: twenty bucks, eh. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have Whispering Angel. I just remembered it was the Palm by Whispering Angel. It looked like it was the one that looked like the Golden Girls. Oh, okay. oh, right. Yeah. I think. Which was also fine. Yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> it's, also so-
3: okay. it's solidly mediocre. I wouldn't pay 20 bucks for this again. You can easily get a ton- $10 bottle of wine with the same kind of flavor profile on it.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Good to know. Now, Mr. O'Brien. You have our next envelope? Or is it rich? Did
0: you- oh, you-, you already went? I'm oh,
3: sorry. I- yeah, I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> I was, yeah, sorry. I was thinking about something it. else. I was thinking, because you said that's twenty. that was 20 bucks. Yeah, really? like 1998. I don't know how much this was. But my dad and I were talking because... For our Mary, my anniversary was recently. Yes, was recent. It was recent. Yeah, Uh, and um, we cracked open Garris, which was the wine that you guys gave us. Very good, very good wine. Good, we did it. However, however, the the question that came up was there at a certain point there are diminishing returns when it comes to the price of wine. Like I know of, like that bottle of wine 20 bucks definitely $15 better than huevos sure right yeah. so like there is a definite noticeable increase in yeah. in the quality but i think once
2: you pass 20 or so mm-hmm. like would i know the mar- the marginal value is a lot is a lot lower cuz mm-hmm. it's like you have to like instead of adding like if you go from 10 to 15 you might get like a substantially better bottle but from 15 to Twenty might be okay. That's a little yeah, better and and than twenty twenty five.
3: Yeah. Is like ugh, whatever. Uh, I completely agree because I've had a hundred dollar bottle of Pinot Noir and Pinot Noir is absolutely my wheelhouse. Uh Was it good? Yeah, it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Could I have absolutely gotten another bottle of wine that was thirty bucks mm-hmm. and taste almost as good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna pay a hundred dollars when I can yeah. get thirty.
0: 30- I want to know what the like. What is the yeah. Why is that so much more expensive? Yeah, Probably just because
3: yeah. uh, we got a cool story and it was aged this yeah. long and doesn't actually help.
2: We yeah. know the grapes by name. Yeah, we've named. We're <laughs> <personal>. drinking Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I loved
0: him. We named several hundred grapes Charles and it's all in this bottle of wine. Big, a big scoop
2: of Charles. Uh, all right. Is that where Josh comes from? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, what does the envelope uh, look like? Uh,
0: so, this envelope. Uh, has two hearts, says Happy Valentine's Day. It is Valentine's Day this week. Sure is. Uh <laughs> so happy Valentine's Day to all your sexy listeners. Mm. Uh, Even
2: the not sexy ones. Like if you're out there, like you're all you're sexy in your own way as well. It's fine. <laughs> and on the back
0: there is a, a riddle. Ooh ish. What did one boat say to the other boat?
2: Uh what did one boat say to the other What's boat?
0: What's going down?
1: Are you up for a little romance? Uh, <laughs> da, 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 I'm, da, da. I'm just. You guys don't need me this week. <laughs> no, <we're good. laughs>
2: All, right, All right, we're in it. We're in it to win it.
0: First question. All right, from Molly Craig. All right, Molly, coming up huge. Uh, in Robert Frost's poem "The Road Not Taken," do you view? Vo- do you view? I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference, as a positive statement or a negative one, submitted by. Okay.
2: So the line, I took the road less travel, uh, the one less traveled by, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing that he did? That? And
0: it made all the difference. It
2: made all the difference. Okay, is that positive line or negative line? Whoo. Um, I would typically defer to you on this one first, Sean. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it seems.
1: I, I mm. think it, it seems to me more of a, uh, like, a positive statement. I think
2: it's what he's going for.
1: Because it means, or it can mean that, like, I went, I, I, I went a different way than everyone else. Mm-hmm. I do things my own way and not mm-hmm. everyone's way. And things are so much better yeah. than when I went with everybody else and was was a sheep, basically.
2: Yeah. And Now, the key is, I think, just in that those two lines is, like, that has made all the difference. He did not necessarily say things are great. Oh. I <laughs> so I think that, that therein lies the question. I've always interpreted that as like a positive, like individualistic, you know, do your yeah. own thing, be your own person kind of, of statement. But, um, yeah, that's, perha- that's, perhaps that's, being like the, you know, a black sheep or whatever is, has not worked out for him.
0: And I mean, it, it would stand to reason that a road less traveled would be more difficult to navigate in, mm-hmm. in, in the woods. Yes. Because it wouldn't be, trod by so many feet so it's like a flat easy to find path but i think like i've always read it as that kind of positive like i'm experiencing something new and that even if it is a little bit more difficult it's worth it because it's not just this cookie cutter yeah like i'm not seeing what everyone else is seeing it, it's nice to kind of see the other side of things mm-hmm so I've always taken it as a taken it as a positive thing, but mm-hmm. I it, it, I mean it's also it can also I guess be negative.
2: What's your perspective on this one, <laughs> Tim?
0: Yeah, I uh, it, it's it always comes up in AP English
3: classes and stuff like that. So it, and it's always given in that positive light, which very well could have been the original intention. But I think how you take this is very telling of your current. Hmm. I mean it's very telling of your own personal perspective. Are you looking for a bright side or are you looking for I couldn't take the path everyone else had to. Mm-hmm. So I went this way and uh and yeah. it hasn't it's been all the difference but not necessarily good. I think yeah. Sean's idea of it's less traveled, it's going to be harder to navigate. Mm-hmm. I think that's very telling mm-hmm. and very true. And it could lead to significantly better circumstances. It doesn't mean it's an easy path. Mm-hmm. And sometimes getting to a better spot is going to be harder and put you in worse spots.
2: Yeah. And you also uh, so theoretically would be more alone in, on this path because it, because it yeah. is less traveled. So it's like you have, you have less companionship. You have less people reassuring you that you're going the right way. Maybe that's your view. Maybe it's like, hey, I'm, I'm a bit of yeah. a loner. Like I, I kind of do my own thing because I'm a bit of a loner. I don't need you know a bunch of people around me. You know, to to know that I'm doing the right thing by me. So there there, there are a million different ways you yeah. can take it. So yeah.
3: it, it's definitely vaguely worded on purpose, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um But it's it's what you want it to be.
2: It mm-hmm. could also be a dangerous thing. Is like maybe there's a reason it's less travel because there's wolves. Yeah, and wolves. <laughs> there's are a dangerous. manticore down
3: that. Yeah, path. yeah. yeah. You know, wild <laughs>
2: manticore.
0: What is wild is I found the poem because I hadn't read it in a long time. And it's, like, a lot more melancholy than I remember. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... Because I remember it being... When I when I read it in high school, or maybe in my freshman year of college, It like, that specific line was about this kind of, like, uplifting. You know, we're going a different way. We're going our own way. But, like, reading it, it's like... That way kind of sucks, it seems <laughs> like. Like, there's, like, undergrowth and stuff. Mm. But it's just, like... But
3: it even kind of... Hes- doesn't it kind of hesitate? And it's like, but I pauses i
0: took the path less traveled that could also be kind of like what it mm. says i shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence two Mm. roads diversion to wood and i took the road i i took the road Mm. Uh, one less traveled by and this has made all the difference so it's like yeah it's kind of mm. a it's a little bit more ambiguous than i remember i still take Mm. it as a positive Mm -hmm. because i choose to it's
2: the beauty of poetry so you you can you can interpret it any way you like a lot of ways you can interpret it however you need to based on your own circumstances. Mm-hmm. So. I think
3: that was my favorite part of AP English was tearing stuff like this, mm-hmm. not tearing it apart, but like breaking it down into if I can and it's very much the human condition. if I can justify it, it's fu- it can't be wrong <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah. that's how I got A's in all my English can see I made an appropriate argument for this. yeah that well
0: that was a um, a liter like a literary a movement of literary criticism. And I want to say the 60s, but I'm probably wrong. It was, I think it was in the modernism where it was just like, it doesn't matter what the artist meant. Like the artist meant, it's however you take it. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. And then also a little bit is like a little bit selfish because it lets me like stuff that shitty people made. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't matter what they meant. If the art means this to me, then it means that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Helpful. Yeah. Interesting question. Have you never got like a real in-depth like literary question like that or, or- – before right like nothing nothing like that
3: molly's pretty good i work with molly uh she's pretty good at some uh mind like you definitely have to pick your brain on those kind of questions and they're all over the place all right molly so literary political how's the mandalorian like
2: it's all over. <laughs> I'm that's fine. Fine with that's, me if it's fine with you guys. That's yeah. the
0: Brosé podcast.
2: Yeah, the, the 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 breadth and scope of the Brosé podcast knows no boundaries. Yeah. What is our, it. what is our next question, though, Sean? Our
0: next question. That that's a great question. <laughs> uh, oh, so Jacob submitted this. All right. All right. So it's a shame will never hear about, the answer. It's going to be about football. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what do you think about? So this is for you, Matt. What, what do you think about how the Pro Bowl is chosen? Is it unfair? that the people get to vote on the players since certain fan bases are stronger than others, or do you think that it's fair because people will still vote in the best players?
2: So this is interesting. This actually came up... Oh, go, go.
0: Only asking, because there are six Saints, five Eagles, and a whopping 13 Ravens. There are a lot of Ravens. In the su- in the Pro Bowl this After year. The
2: Ravens were a very good team this year. I mean, they had, I think they're the best record in football, uh, even though they didn't make the Super Bowl this year. Uh, this is interesting, because this also came up in, uh, in the NBA recently, because... Um, because the NBA All Star teams are getting announced slowly, and the starters just got announced, and they have fan voting make up about like fifty percent of who gets in, and so you get every year like this weird uh, surge of, of votes for like a completely inconsequential player. So there's a guy on the Celtics named Taco Fall, uh, mm-hmm. who is seven foot seven. <laughs> He's like the tallest player ever in the NBA. He was tied for the tallest player in the NBA. Uh, He's not good. He gets like two minutes a game because he can't move because he's fucking (laughs) 7'7". But he's a fan favorite because his name's Taco and he's huge. And so the the first round of All-Star voting came out and he was like second in All-Star voting behind Giannis. (laughs) He was like ahead of Joel Embiid. He was ahead of Ben Simmons. He was ahead of uh, a lot of really good players. And it was like, well, come on. (laughs) You're making a mockery of this. I, I think there needs to be tweaks to it if for only this reason because players get incentivized Based on how many of these games they make, and if you're leaving, a, they, like it, it's it's tricky because it's a it's for the fans. Like these mm-hmm. these the Pro Bowl, the All Star Game, whatever it is, it's for the fans. It's a fantasy game. You get to see you know Trey Young play with Ben Simmons or on the West. You get to play. You'd see you know LeBron playing with um, with James Harden or something. Like it's a fun thing. But if you let the fans influence it as much as it is, you know, guys get. It's fluctuations in their pay based on this and so it's a little bit of a skewed incentive system so um I don't know i, I ultimately I think the the solution would be you can't write this kind of stuff into their contracts and mm-hmm. maybe you find other like there's there's a million different ways you can change NBA or NFL contracts so that it's not I made a pro Bowl also in the pro Bowl in the NFL like a bunch of guys skip it anyway. So gonna you're gonna get hurt. Yeah, get hurt, or like they're hurt already, or they just don't feel like it. Like so, Lane Johnson made it, and he's like the sixth right tackle that's been nominated <laughs> to to play because like just everybody in front of him didn't didn't want to play. So, what do you guys think? Uh, All star games should fans have an influence in who gets into the Pro Bowl, All Star games, whatever.
1: Yeah, in in a, in a capitalist standpoint, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like mm-hmm. if the fans are gonna choose, the fans are gonna watch because the players that they want to play are playing. Um, in an industry, I mean, it's hard to say, like yeah. maybe limit it to three players per team and have each team pick, like, mm-hmm. like maybe uh, limit how many players per team and not in cap. not particularly like, like when,
0: like when we were kids, you like they had an all-star game for like yeah. baseball? Yeah. league, Are it going to be like two kids from every team? And yeah. Yeah. Two.
2: Well, they, in baseball, they have like, they have a requirement the other way. It's like every team has to send at least one. Player from their team to the game, which is a cool thing. It also winds up with like when the pirates are terrible, your their like middle reliever ends up playing in the All Star game. It's like great, Vasquez is in there, he's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but so yeah, that that's an interesting idea though. Putting a cap on like okay, only five guys from each team or six guys from each team, then you avoid having you know everyone on the Ravens make yeah. make the Pro Bowl. I mean, um, it,
1: it also like these games don't really, at least for football, doesn't make a difference what happens. Because, yeah, it's just, oh, they get to say they were in a Pro Bowl, but it doesn't affect yeah. the Super Bowl or anything. Whereas
2: No. In... There's, they might make a couple extra bucks off of it. Like, you get a prize for winning. But, you know, in comparison yeah. to the rest of your contract, it's...
1: In, in in MLB, at least, it determines which team, like, who...
2: Who gets home field in the World Who series. gets home field, like, who... Which is absurd.
1: like <laughs> it's yeah, an absurd it's... thing. <laughs> So at the at the end it's at the World Series, who gets their home field first?
2: Mm-hmm. It's well, I mean, based yeah, on I mean
0: it is absurd, but at the same time, it makes the game matter. It does yeah. make the
2: game matter, but I but I also like I like what the NBA does because the NBA makes a weekend of it, and you get the All Star game, but you also get yeah you know, they have like the Futures game, and so it's like uh, instead of. Just superstars. It's okay. These are just first and second year players uh. that are really good. And you get to see that game. And then you have the skills competition. So you get like the three point shooting contest, the dunk contest, <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the passing and dribbling drills and all that. NHL does the same thing. I think that would be, Fun, like I like I like that stuff too. Like seeing players that weird a stuff. A little bit for the Pro Bowl, they do. Yeah. yeah. Um.
1: The MLB All Star Games are the same way. Like they've got uh home run derby. Yep. They have yeah. Uh, like celebrity games and stuff like oh. that. There's generally two days out of the year that don't have sports, and those are the two days before and after the MLB All Star Games.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's <laughs> a it's middle of uh middle of June or middle of July, whenever that is. Yeah. yeah. So um,
0: uh, I think long and short of it is, I think it's fine, and there isn't. I don't think there's a way to take the bias out of it. No, it's, it's always going to be that way.
2: Yeah, if you have huge fan bases, like, you know, not not sure, but like the coastal cities are most likely, like Boston, Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York, Los yeah. Angeles, uh, to a lesser extent, you know, you have a bigger city in the middle of the country, like Chicago or Houston or something. Maybe there's a little bit more of an incentive there, but um, but yeah, I don't know. Tim, your thoughts?
3: Sports! Yeah! Sports.
2: Go sports! All right, uh, what is our next question, Sean?
0: So this is from uh, Therese Riley. Uh, and oh, that is, <laughs> what type of magic would you like to be able to do? For example, it's it is a little bit weird that she she led with this, but for example, necromancy, <laughs> alchemy, <laughs> elemental magic, etc. So, what type of magic would you want to be able to
2: do? Elemental magic sounds cool,
0: like the avatar.
2: Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Um. All thematically makes it easy, but you have themes like oh, okay, I'm in fire. I'm nice, <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Um Cool imagery to go with it too. I'll go elemental magic. What the hell?
1: That's a good. That's a yeah. good pick. That's a good pick. Um, illusionary. Okay. Make myself ah, that's in- cool. Make myself invisible, <laughs> or uh, have like a dragon just flying around me at all
2: times, mm-hmm. just because I can. So like, like some uh, Doctor Strange action? Yeah, like exactly. Manipulate, manipulate the environment? Yeah. All right, all right. I but like that. That's a cool one. But it's not legitimately
1: manipulating the environment. Everything's the same. It's mm-hmm. just, yes, see it differently.
2: Right, right. Hmm. What do you guys think?
1: I'm going to go with necromancy so that I can
3: tear <laughs> tear apart the American industrial military complex. Yeah, okay. Just have a bunch of dead dudes. Well, yeah. Well, it's like we never have to have a military again. Let's stop focusing on all the money. And, well, we don't have to worry about underpaying soldiers if they're dead. Uh, and all sorts of stuff. So we can stop spending money on wars in other countries that we shouldn't be in and start putting that money into, you know, Taking care of us.
2: <laughs> I like the idea of raising the dead, but like they're still zombies. So, the, the, like the slow classic zombies. So, it's like, yeah, you can keep raising them, but like not really the most effective soldiers. <laughs> like, like, slowly traipsing across the desert. They feel
3: no pain. I don't have a leg. Maybe I don't bring you back. <laughs>
2: you said by, by like day three of this, and like I'm missing Oper- an arm.
3: We're putting a rocket launcher on it.
2: <laughs> Operation Desert Storm 2 is like, they're just like, uh, here we go again just like shit one by one just shooting down these like slow ass zombies going across the desert.
3: I mean they'll be harder to kill they're already dead. True. <laughs> Don't need body armor.
2: Sean what would your uh, ideal uh, magic be? Uh, ooh,
0: I'm gonna go with alchemy mm. like in Full Metal Alchemist. Yes. Like,
1: so changing things into other yeah, things. I think that would be, that. Yeah. yeah I think that would be cool. Equivalent exchange and all that.
0: Yeah I think that would be cool. In, and it's just like, and also just, just to be a little bit different, because
1: elemental magic would be cool, necromancy yeah. would be dope, mm. all of them would be dope. Yeah. What, what kind of magic do we need to be able to fly? Because I want illusionary and that ninjutsu. Is there like a flying? But <laughs> elemental, yeah, air. Elemental. I mean, oh,
2: elemental, yeah, air. You yeah. can, yeah. Use, you can yeah. use, the yeah. glider, and that could be like all self-centered about because, like, I'm using the power of nature, <laughs> <laughs> like, really make people feel really bad. It's like, this is nature's revenge. So, <laughs> yeah, elemental, gotcha. I
1: can just. Grow my own crops every year and not have to go food shopping ever. Mm -hmm. That's true. The power true. of the sun.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's uh, My uh, my magic would be just close-up magic. <laughs> <laughs> With Illusionary, I can make myself invisible and rob people. So <laughs> Just do a card trick. Man. I'm so good at them. Just <laughs> <a> close-up
0: magic. <laughs> he pawned
3: the card. No, it legitimately disappeared. <laughs> That's yeah. all I can
0: do, though.
2: You're really bad at it at first, though, so you like, go for a door handle and you pull out flowers. Like, it's like Shit. no matter what you're doing, it's like no. flowers, flowers,
3: flowers. <laughs> I actually
0: wanted to go through this door. <laughs>
2: How I need you? to poop. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie jar flowers. Just <laughs> only one trick. I My blood so sugar is low. Oh, I need cookies. <laughs> flowers. <laughs> Ten days in, you're just like sobbing as you're about to reach in for like a bag of chips. Like you know, flowers are coming out, but you can't stop it. <laughs> and then you pull a rabbit instead. <laughs> Shit! I did
4: it. Uh-huh. This is not flowers.
2: <laughs> uh, close-up close magic <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is our next question we'll
0: on. <laughs> this thick guy okay it's from Donna Casnell. All right. Recently, you guys answered a question regarding whether you could like an artist if you didn't like his work. For example, a few, a few of you mentioned you don't like Dave Matthews' music. I just
2: want to stop real quick. Whenever whenever a, a listener comes in and starts with recently you answered this, I always know like they're about to call us out on our bullshit or something. <laughs> Did you think about this? Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So. Not to think.
0: For example, a few of you mentioned that you didn't like Dave Matthews' music much, but you respected him as a person. On the other side of the subject, especially in the Me Too, in quotes, era, do you find it possible to still appreciate the work of someone who you later found out was not very admirable or maybe even a contemptible person? That's uh, you kind of answered this. I'm thinking of people like Michael Jackson, Garrison Keeler, Woody Allen, etc., mm-hmm. submitted by Danikazno, which yeah. I mentioned earlier. Yes, Aaron Weinstein.
2: Or not Aaron Weinstein. Oh. Aaron Weinstein. Sorry.
0: Sorry, Aaron. That's my former boss. <laughs> See, that was the bed. problem
2: is this is evil twin though. whole This <laughs> 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 is Aaron. This is Harvey with a mustache. Um <laughs> and yeah. yeah, this is this is this is growing to be a bigger, bigger problem. Um Sean, you kinda mentioned it earlier when you were talking about the poem uh with yeah. the Robert Frost poem, which is like it's it's sort of your interpretation of their art and that's how you sort of separate the art from the artist. Yes. Um
0: But I mean it's still difficult. I think it's a little bit easier when the people are dead because like when you're talking about like michael jackson like if you buying his music isn't supporting him directly anymore because he's dead so like you're not financing gross stuff Mm -hmm. but so it's like a little bit easier after they've passed away but like with uh max I'm going to say Max Weinberg, but it's not Max Weinberg. That's the drummer Weinberg. from the E Street band.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah.
0: I don't remember his no, name. No. It's not Harvey Weinstein. Wow. Way off. Every single word. I was like, I don't know the drummer. You might know by East his Street first band. name, Aaron. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, it was Aaron. It's a pseudonym. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was A. Aaron. A. Aaron. I'm gonna get it. Poor Max Weinberg. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. At a left field. <laughs> oh no. I right, so, so, Harvey Weinstein.
0: Yeah. Like all, but but even that, it's so hard because there's so much, uh, there's so much content that he was a part of, and if you're withholding your money from all of the projects that he financed, you're withholding your money from. Hundreds of other people who aren't gross rapists. You know what I mean? So even then it's so difficult. Mm -hmm. But I I think. I do think it's possible to separate. Depending on how fresh. The wound is and how egregious it was. Mm -hmm. To separate the art.
1: From the person. Mm -hmm. Like Woody Allen it's a little bit. Like I think. I think you can. Like I could sit down and watch the Cosby show. But not sit down and watch Cosby's comedy. Mm Yeah. Mm. That's interesting because like, I think I'd
2: have the opposite problem. I like agree. I, I think because because the Cosby Show gave off such a an air of like typical family man, and you know the stuff behind. It. Like the comedy is is like he's got good stand up comedy bits. Like the Cosby Show is an excellent show as well, but I think just the air around it would make it harder for me to to watch that than his stand up.
0: Yeah, well, the, comedy is a little bit weird. Like with uh, Louis C.K., I can't watch his yeah. stand up anymore. Really, because okay. it's gross. Like it's too. His stand-up was him joking about being a gross man, and, and now it he turns is. out he is a gross man. So, so it's, it's like no you were just funny. yeah, you're just yeah. bragging about gross shit yeah, that you yeah, probably yeah. did. And it's I'm not like, self-deprecating anymore; it's the truth. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like ah, oh, I'm uncomfortable now. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. So uh, the Golden Globes were recent and uh, were held recently, and Ricky Gervais, who uh, speaking of which, not, not exactly an ideal human being in his own right, but he he mentioned something in his speech, which was you know, hey. Uh, Every one of these companies that are, you know, that are nominated for, you know, Apple, Amazon, uh, what have you, are all doing underhanded, terrible things on the side as well. So like the, the tentacles are everywhere. Like, you know, Amazon is obviously there's, there's ethical questions around Amazon, the Apple as well. You name a company and there's probably something reprehensible that they have either funded or or, you know, in terms of their work they're doing. So it's becoming harder and harder to separate from everything. And I think you'll go crazy if you try to be like ethically pure with every consumption choice that you yeah. make. Um, I don't know. Tim, what do you think?
3: Uh, some Specifically people, about art, I guess. Some <laughs> people suck. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the same page. You, have, you can, but it is harder if that person is still around because you are still validating them as people to an extent. Mm-hmm. But you can't also... Screw over literally everyone else who is on those that um, any of those projects. Like sure. Harvin we- Harvey Weinstein, do I think he's a garbage human being? Absolutely. Do I think it's highly likely that he did literally all of those things and abused his position of power? Absolutely. I definitely think that's a thing. Can I also say that because of because of that are all of the projects and movies that are technical and. Technical wonders, well written, mm. phenomenal story, and compelling stories. Do all of those now suck? No, I can't. Yeah, there's I too can't,
2: many hands yeah. in the pot at that point. Mm-hmm. Like there's too many. Like like you said, there's too many people influencing that project in order to do that. Um, I, I, I don't think there's like a paint, you know, broad strokes, like you know, paint with one color kind of answer to this. Because it does depend on, like, you, one of the examples I think when we talked about the the question that my mom was referring to, um, one of the examples you brought up was brand new, yeah. and that specifically is hard because he talks like uh, the Jesse Lacey ends up talking about a lot of the stuff that he then admitted to like really doing later on, like some of the gross. Well, that's that's the Louis C.K. Stuff. problem, yeah. And it's like yeah.
0: the, your art is is you is. When I was a kid mm-hmm. listening to it, it was like, oh, he's so sad and yeah. like he's he's trying so hard and he knows mm-hmm. he's a bad person. But like it's you know, you you kind of internalize that it's a character that he's talking about, not yeah. he himself.
2: Yeah. And then you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I think it's it's always a value proposition. It's like, okay, this person did a bad thing. How high is it on your on your stack ranking of bad things? And, you know, and you go from there. Like, the other example was, like, the the lead singer of the, you remember the band Lost Prophets? Yeah. The lead singer's like a fucking pedophile. <laughs> and, like, off in jail now, bands just, Big you know, yikes. Yeah, big time yikes. Because <laughs> yeah. I, like, I was, like, pretty okay with all, Lost Prophets for a while. And then I read that story. I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's completely off the table for me at this point. Like yeah. that's, that's the end of that. You can't support a pedophile. Sorry, uh, No, sorry. Yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not helping with your legal bills, buddy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but like if you, if you, you know, the further you go down, I don't know. I mean, like it's, it's sort of your relationship with the art.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's also, I think something to be said about the, you, there is some, there is, we need to leave space for redemption. Like, cause Dan Harmon mm-hmm. specifically did some really messed up stuff yes. when he was the showrunner for community like i think he sexually harassed one of his female writers mm-hmm. to like the point where it was like bad mm-hmm. but he then later on did a whole speech about how bad that was and he was like i was immature i did a really bad thing i'm mm-hmm. incredibly sorry for the harm that i've definitely caused this person and it was like it was the it's the only one of the only instances of a sincere good apology mm-hmm. so I would recommend if you want to know what a good apology looks like <laughs> that's what it is yes yeah. taking ownership of the thing that you did wrong promising to be better explaining and like being very blunt about the mm-hmm. shit that you did
2: yeah another Mike, Michael Vick is another example of that like there, there are people like <sighs> recently they, they uh the NFL announced that they were going to honor Michael Vick at the Pro Bowl this year on on you know going back to the Pro Bowl and there was a, a massive uproar because obviously of all the, the the dog fighting charges that Michael Vick went to jail for uh, served his time, came out, was, was apologetic and, and did a bunch of, 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 you know, uh, community events with the, the SPCA. And, and I don't think he worked with PETA cause PETA was like all hands off with him, but like he did, he did a lot of public stuff, supporting animal adoption and animal, animal rights and, and everything afterwards. But, you know, f- you know, still like 15 years later, almost we, we still, you know, we, he gets honored at the pro bowl for being a, a very good football player and people are still like we don't he doesn't deserve this honor and you know it just because he did his time doesn't mean you know he, he's terrible and it sends a bad message remember what he did to the dogs and it's just it, like yeah there's only a certain point we can keep relitigating the same case over and over yeah. again for somebody who did a really and admittedly really shitty thing yeah but Literally served his time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Pot was it was yeah. apologetic and remorseful, and seems to have genuinely changed their ways. The way that a Dan Harmon would or a Michael Vick would. Yeah, this mm-hmm.
3: is kind of getting into cancel culture almost. Yes, and a little bit. I, I mean, it, that that's a that's a dangerous whole mm-hmm. that's a dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. But you were kind of Sean, you were kind of talking about like redemption. Leave that room for redemption. Yeah, and a lot of cancel culture is you will never be able to redeem yourself. I legitimately. Don't care mm-hmm. and will never care, and you will always be a non existent yeah. human mm-hmm. being. Mike Vick, y- you dig in deeper into some of his stuff, and I'm very big for animal rights, and I'm very hesitant to Agreed. say mm-hmm. anything positive to that. Like, it-, it wasn't just, oh, well, we had dog fights. The legitimate things he did with those dogs, not, I watched this happen, mm-hmm. he did them, mm-hmm. which he did go to jail for. Yeah. He served his time. Mm-hmm it's it's a very hard pill to swallow but we mm-hmm. but he's done so much since he's come back out like you mm-hmm. were saying and yeah. he, I, it,
2: horrific things like absolutely yeah. un, unacceptable terrible things like electrocuting <laughs> and dogs and
3: and if he was being honored as here's mike Vick he's a great guy yeah that's a different question. No, no, yeah. But he's not winning like the, the Walter Payton Man his... of the Year Award. Like
2: He's winning like you are like an excellent football player. But we're so honoring him
3: for his football achievements, yeah. all those. Like yeah. I'm all for that. He mm-hmm. did those, those things. He achieved those things. Yeah. Like I think he deserves recognition. Yeah, that th-
2: th- that's the difference is like, you know, the, the – the, like I think it is perfectly fine if you are a child and want to look up to Michael Vick because he's an excellent football player. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not my first choice, but like, uh, you know, listen, if you mm-hmm. want to look up because he's an excellent football player, fine. Like yeah. it is, it is what it is. He, he's, you know, it's not the same as like, like Lawrence Taylor is one of the greatest football players of all time and was accused of, of, uh, was, I think, I think credibly accused with rape as well. And he's still regarded as one of the greatest players of all time, but we're, we're getting off a different subject with athletes. Yeah. It's specifically rated to artists. And yeah. I think it's, and it's, you know,
0: it's, I think if the person has done a terrible thing and is actively, uh, seeking, Redemption mm-hmm. in a in a genuine way or at least a seemingly genuine way because obviously there are people who are going to be like I'm sorry for showing that dead yeah. guy in my Sorry YouTube if you were video. upset Yeah, <laughs> like that kind of nonsense is, is BS But I think there is there's a lot to be said for the amount of compassion that we as as an audience should have mm-hmm. For people trying to be better because we have all made mistakes mm-hmm. We've all had those days Yeah
2: Everybody knows
0: what I'm talking about. I,
2: <laughs> Just one of those days, man. What is our next question? Our next it's a thorny one. one. That's a tough. That's a tough one. Uh, so sorry,
0: Rich. Oh boy, <laughs> you're left out of this one specifically.
2: What's your favorite? It's bread?
0: Valentine's Day, bros. Mm. For us married bros, how did we meet our wives? Sorry, Rich. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean. How did you meet your wife? I met my wife online, just kind of searching just I and actually it was at the end of I was at the end of my rope with that because I had met so many weirdos that I was just like, I'm done with this. It's like it's just a waste of my time. I'll just hang out for a while. And that honestly, that mindset I think helped a lot because I was just like, I did not give a shit. Yeah. Not like I was like mean to her or anything, but I'm like mm-hmm what's the what's the what's the worst outcome of this it's just i have an okay evening and then i move on with my life so uh yeah so we went so i met her in philly we went to the Philomoca, which used to be a mausoleum store and now they have slam poetry so we went to a date and we saw slam poetry and then we hung out, I met a dude who rolls his own cigarettes, and I was like, man, and then his name was Thaddeus, and I was like, yeah, his name is Thaddeus. Uh, <laughs> because of course it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we just had a good time, we kept hanging out, and uh,
1: so it honestly, it's not a good story, but it was like, but mm-hmm. it's... Would you say that was like, you knew right when you met her that like, you wanted to marry her? No, did it, absolutely it something... no? no. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Not that, not, I wasn't like, you know, I was. it wasn't like I
0: was mad at her, but like, I, there, there was. you Fuck you for fuck taking you. me <laughs> to this. I met, yeah, I met her and Steve. Um, uh, but it was, I didn't, I didn't, I don't believe that that's a thing. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it, or at least it wasn't for me. It was just. It's so hard to, to know. Yeah, from, yeah. Like twenty times together, as opposed to just even just one. Yeah, like, that's yeah,
0: exactly. So I was just I. It was just, we have very similar outlooks and, you know, we have a lot in common. And that's just, you just start from there and you move forward. It was like, I think for me, it's always very important. Like Mary and I weren't friends first, but I have kind of a friends first mentality where you you have that kind of relationship and then it becomes intimate in a more romantic way. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On that same subject. Uh, my wife and I met in our freshman year of college. It was like the second day I was there, second or third day. Uh, and it was at freshman orientation and, uh, I had missed the first orientation session because I was an idiot and lost my schedule. Mm -hmm. Uh, so came the next time and, uh, and I I forget why I am sitting right near her in the little like classroom that we were in. Um, but I was wearing an Eagles shirt and an ACDC hat and she very sarcastic was like nice hat and i was and i being an idiot was like thank you <laughs> it uh, is a nice, hat. Is very nice i love this hat because <laughs> I, I thought i was like the absolute shit wearing my fucking acdc hat uh at age 18 in 2007 <laughs> uh but uh but no then we we struck our friendship we 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 learned that we were both from the same general area and then we were friends all through college and uh she's in a six-year program i was in a four-year program so um but we still Kept in touch, you know. When I went out to visit her in Pitt, you know, went to visit friends in Pittsburgh. I always went to see her. Um, and then after she got done school, she came back home, and we were hanging out, going to concerts and everything. Found out, you know, we both like Coheed and Cambria, so we went to a lot of Coheed shows. Uh, and then after, uh, I-, I will remember this uh, specifically. So there was a there's a day that um, that she uh, came down and, and visited my roommates, uh, the guest David Bennett and, our, and my friend Key, and brought. Like a, like Halloween themed Jello shots. Like she was excellent making Jello shots and made all these. And after she left, Bennett was like, "So she made you all these, huh?" I was like, "Yeah, for all of us." She's like, oh, that's you guys are going out later tonight. I was like, "Yeah, like yeah." yeah. So we guys are gonna go out. Like, <laughs> I was like, ah. I was thinking about that. And so uh, about a month later, we uh, we had a, a day of adventures scheduled for the uh, for that day, and uh, we were gonna go to. Uh, Xfinity Live to watch the Flyers game, and then we were going to go up to New York, Long Island, to go see her favorite band Glassjaw live. And uh, that day, I was like, I'm going to ask her out on a date. And uh, <laughs> I and I summoned up courage the only way I know how by both of us uh, having a couple drinks in the parking lot before going into Xfinity Live, <laughs> and then asked her uh, hypothetically, uh, Would you could I take you out to dinner <laughs> sometime? And she said uh, hypothetically, Yes. Um, but you should probably ask me not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, but and then I, and I think I actually told her like, if we get sober and you decide you don't want to do this anymore, <laughs> that's fine. fine. <laughs> I understand. And uh, she did not back out. As we went out to dinner like two weeks later, and uh, it's history. So, yeah, there it is. How about you? That's Ten? so
3: sweet. Mm. Uh, I met my wonderful wife, Martha, at a St. Paddy's Day party where I was not expecting to meet anyone new. Mm -hmm. I was there.
2: Were you? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Were we watching like Blazing Saddles or something? We ended up because Sean was that's a different story. Different Sean. (laughs)
3: Um, Yeah, that was Temple. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like because typically it was Matt and Vince's apartment in Westchester. Mm -hmm. And typically those parties are everyone I know. And have known for at least a couple years at this point.
1: So it's like, I don't expect to meet new people. Mm-hmm. I was at one of them. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I know I was at one of them at that apartment. Rich, was...
2: he didn't marry you, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: He <laughs> could have met me. He didn't know me at the time. I mean, this beard. <laughs> I might have. This beard wasn't there. <clears throat> oh, nice yeah. Sad face.
3: Uh, but yeah, so knock on the door expecting uh, Vince already... Three quarters in the bag, or Matt to be like Timmy when I open, or when he opens the door, mm-hmm. and Martha opens the door. I'm like, not only is this a new person, it is a female. We know females. <laughs> uh, and big, I, it was a big step for our friend group. Yeah, and I had <laughs> bright green hair because I had a four day weekend for the the, St. Paddy's Day, the St. Patty's Day debauchery. Mm-hmm. So I permanently dyed my hair green, <laughs> which my boss did not like, and I had to dye it brown.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But so it's just like, hi, new person. I have green hair. Who are you? And then the, before she can really talk, Sean Temple comes over and says, she's off limits. Wow. Wow. I'm like She was off
0: limits. She was at, off limits. At the
3: time, yes. <laughs> but uh, we hit it off great. It was a very, very funny night. Mm-hmm. She's very. Uh, she was practically one of the guys in all the conversations. And somehow we started talking about different shapes of asses. Uh, and somebody was trying to say, uh, polygonal, like polygons as a descriptor, Okay, which is like poly- Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Don't, like- don't say someone, just say
1: Vince. Cause you know, okay.
3: <laughs> it wasn't, it was Sean Temple, oh but, but he was trying to say, it, it looks like polygonal, but pronouncing it, it's polygonal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said, he kept saying Porygon, <laughs> A Porygon so, shaped rear end, huh? So Martha <laughs> and I, I Martha and I decided that we were gonna be great friends and we needed to keep in touch. And I put her in my phone as Porygon. And I just never remembered that. (laughs) So we're like, we're going to be great friends. We're going to hang out. And then radio silence for a month because I forgot I had her number. Didn't know who she was. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm like looking at Martha. I'm like, no, no, Martha. I guess I didn't get her number. (laughs) (laughs) So whatever. Um, And then it's just kind of hanging out a lot after that. And uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's beautiful, man. Yeah. From there. That's the thing. It's like you establish like you've got a couple of common interests and like some some similar views on life. And it's like everything else is like you start to realize, yeah, I could even like any differences of opinion or differences in interest that you have. You realize that like, it's within the acceptable bounds of like, I would like to do different things with you. Like I would like to expand those horizons mm-hmm. with you.
3: And Martha also helped me get out of my own personal mm-hmm. bubble because that was also a point in time where gotten out of a long-term relationship that more or less cut me off from a lot of people, and then I personally was just like, I don't want to go do things. I don't want to go see people. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. got to the point where, hey, Martha, Tim said no to coming to this thing. You should text him. And then it'd be like, oh, look, Tim showed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you mentioned the name thing it reminded me of a, a buddy of mine from from college uh who we, we we know but uh but uh there's a friend of mine from from duquesne who was there's was one afternoon incidentally on saint patrick's day weekend uh when the parades were going on in pittsburgh uh was in our house that we were living in the south side and was enjoying the pleasure of uh two girls who i at that point i just showed up and he was like uh kaz this is you know these you know this is a couple people i met at the parade and uh I was like, "Nice, nice to meet you." And uh, and then later, I'm in the kitchen, and he comes in. He's like, "I don't remember any of their names. I don't know who either of them are, but they're here with me." And then later that night, he got a text from one of them asking him to come out to a party, and it was like he was he had her in her phone as his phone as Michelle. <laughs> the question mark at the end. <laughs> like, it's, like I, I guess I'm gonna go to this stranger's place, <laughs> and they are like, "Just call us if you need help, man." <laughs> so. Good and stuff. now
1: he's married
2: to her. <laughs> uh, uh, not so much. <laughs> Don't think we ever saw her again. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. Good good stories, guys. Good stories. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I was trying to think
1: of different questions to ask
2: each of you, but
1: uh. you the two of you, Tim and Matt, knew your significant others for so much longer before actually dating than Sean did that like it was it's harder to You like,
0: also you also knew that- both of your significant others longer before you got married. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, the
3: marriage part, the dating part. I, uh, I mean, there's other steps in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you knew each Straight other, line. There's never
2: a straight line. F-
3: yeah. For six months before we started dating. No.
2: Right. right. It was more than eight that, months.
3: Right? Eight months before we were actually dating. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. There's something else going on, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> like it's it's. It, it it takes all kinds. Like sometimes yeah. it's like you you have to go on like traditional dating. Like you just meet somebody randomly and you decide. Oh, the, my only interaction with this person is I've met him a handful of times at this restaurant or at this this place of work or whatever. And I'm just going to ask you out on a date. And that's like the first time you really get to know him. And mm-hmm. you know, so sometimes it works out, and sometimes you have to know the person for a long, long time, and that works out too. And you become friends first. And it's it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's wild that we're married,
2: dude. (laughs) I I don't get it. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. I was like, wow, this really worked! I can't believe this. Yeah, yeah. it's like, I think
0: about that a lot. Like, I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, I was a baby. Because yeah. my, on my time hop, shit will come up that I yeah. said like seven or eight years ago. And yeah. I'm like, what a freaking child. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah and Now I'm changing baby's diapers. It's, it's the way crazy. it goes, man. See, I, I
3: see my time hop and I'm just like, oh, I could have saved so much more money not yeah. going to the bar literally all
2: the time. Mm. Yeah. It's, 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 it's You change. So Alcohol is expensive. Yep. If your, drink, if you're going drink at home yeah. alone with nobody else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all what i time. prefer yeah. just go get the four dollar bottle of huevos huevos don't do that <laughs> don't do that why would you do that <laughs> you? and then you won't go out the next night either because you'll be dead uh what's our next question
0: this one is uh from molly craig all right molly my neck hurts hmm. i feel like it looks like i'm rolling my eyes every time i get a question like, or uh, i'm like uh, i'm like bracing it, it looks yeah, like i'm looking at you're like oh like, shit what is what this <sighs>
2: Molly Craig. <laughs> nah, this is
0: a good question. What's yeah. the best Nicolas Cage movie? Follow up, what is the worst?
2: It's a tie between all of them. The, no, this is not true. The worst
0: <laughs> Nicolas Cage movie is The Wicker Man. It is very bad. It's I never saw The Wicker so Man. so bad. Okay. It is. So if you look it up on YouTube, you can watch a, a compilation of the best scenes from it, the funniest scenes. Mm-hmm. If you watch the actual movie, it is Garbage that are surrounded by these actually good scenes. Hmm. And the best movie is The Rock.
1: (laughs) You know, I want to go with you on that one, but do you? (laughs) Gone in 60 seconds.
0: Gone in 60 seconds. Also, like. Nicholas Cage is a lot of shit because he's made a lot of bad movies, but yeah. uh, he has made a, like his like action movies are so
1: entertaining. Mm-hmm. You can't. He, he's in. Dangerous. He, mm-hmm. He's in a, uh, a horror movie coming out soon. The two I can't... Ghost Rider movies.
2: I've had two people come up to me at, at, at very different points in my life and tell me that one of their favorite – their favorite movie of all time was a Nicolas Cage movie and it was different ones. Uh, <laughs> so I was in high school and somebody I was working with at, uh, at Swan's Pantry, uh, The Goodwill of Food in Exton, Pennsylvania, a uh, new guy that that uh, we had just hired. We were just trying to get to know him better and me and my buddy Bobby went. And it's like, so, uh, Eric, what's your, what's your favorite movie of all time? And without missing a beat, he's like, eh, probably National Treasure. I was like, <laughs> of all time, huh? <laughs> I work
3: with a guy right now who we bust on him. <laughs> All the time, because his favorite actor is Nicolas Cage. Uh And one of his favorite movies is National Treasure. He's like, Chad, do you not
2: know... all time? Do you (laughs)
3: not know that other actors exist? No, no.
2: And three years later, I got somebody else working a completely different job. Uh, It was like, you know, his mid-20s at the time. And he said his favorite movie of all time was uh, The Knowing. Uh, Why? I, I don't know. Why? Because he, he said it thought it, quote, explained things pretty well. Like, like about <laughs> but it life. He didn't explain shit. <laughs> that's um, so funny. Uh, to, answer your que- to answer the actual question, I guess it, it depends on what you specifically define as a Nicolas Cage movie. Because my first instinct is to say Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Because Nicolas, Nicolas ooh, Cage as Spider man That's Spider-Noir. a good pick. <laughs> I, like, he was such a I would have to
1: character. argue that a Nicolas Cage movie has to star Nicolas Cage.
2: I would argue that Spider Noir is the star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could also you go with kick ass. kick ass as well.
1: Um, kick which, Ass
2: was so good too. Yeah, very good. Listen, movie.
0: Nicolas Cage gets shit, but he made so many good movies, guys. <laughs> like, He's legitimately got, not he bad made a lot movies. of good movies and Bangkok Dangerous. He's
3: got <laughs> <laughs> and The Wicker Man. Next was not And, and
1: The great Weather idea. Man. Yeah, next was pretty bad too. Oh, The Weatherman. I forgot about that the one. The Weatherman's
0: uh, a good movie. Eh.
1: I don't remember. Is it? It, you ever yeah, seen Matchstick
0: Men? That's a great movie. That was a phenomenal it was, movie. It was him, Edward Norton, and some girl. Oh, some girl. Name it, I forget, but it's hmm.
1: probably famous now. And, probably. And you guys said next wasn't terrible. It wasn't Yes, good. it was! <laughs> no, it it, <laughs> it wasn't, was so bad! It was so dumb. Didn't say no, because none of the movie happened. How could enjoy? it be so bad? <laughs> Half the movie didn't happen. How could it be bad? Which means there are no stakes. The stakes are
0: not exist. Nothing is happening it's just somebody thinking about something for 45 minutes
2: if i was a director i'd, I'd be like m9 shanlon but my twist would every single movie would just end with it was all a dream just every single time you know it's coming for like three hours like oh it's a dream and then like everything's just fine again like that that's my twist uh i'm still sticking with spider-verse because fuck you rich no. uh what is what's uh what are you guys think?
3: best i'd probably say match men okay uh worst probably next
1: sorry, sorry rich no it's or fine Bangkok but- dangerous those are not great by any means mm-hmm. uh like i said i'd have to say best is gone in 60 seconds it's the poor man's fast and furious um and and worst is uh there aren't any what there aren't any oh there aren't any okay that's untrue <laughs> i'm
3: starting i'm gonna start calling you chad from now on what
2: about a uh, ghost rider
3: oh uh,
1: con air um, con, con, con air. air i forgot about con air
3: Ghost Rider, the second Ghost Rider was well, not he was on Face they Off, made right? Two of Face those? Off was good. Yeah. Face Off was fine. Like I, Face Off was a good see, movie. Nick Cage, good movies. I want his
2: face if, off. <laughs> if
3: if you make that many movies, you're gonna have a couple that are good, but you're gonna have a lot of that are bad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's got like a no very... college humor uh, sketch about Nicholas Cage's agent. And he just oh, won't I, I... <laughs> we won't turn down a single proposition. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to see an all white rendition of The Color Purple. So, yeah, it sucks everything. for them.
0: Nicolas Cage would. <laughs> Nicolas Cage was in Adaptation, which is a oh, phenomenal yeah. movie about Charlie Kaufman. Like, uh-huh. he's... I Nicolas Cage... Oh, it's The Family Man was what I was thinking, not The Weatherman. man The Family okay. Man. All right, That's a yeah. good
2: movie. Weatherman's boring. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I I'm sorry. Family man. Uh, but, yeah, he's in a lot of
0: really shitty movies, like Season of the Witch. Because
2: he's just in everything. He just accepts every movie. Uh, on. Uh, now I drive season,
0: Angry. Now I have Season <laughs> of the Witch stuck in my head, and I'm so mad. The <laughs> Sorcerer's <laughs> Apprentice. That was not great. Yeah, he's in a lot of very bad movies, but he's also in a lot of... Let me rephrase that. He's also in an amount of much <laughs> less. There's also like incredibly good movies in the that he's in. greater
3: than one. Yeah, yeah. non-zero
0: number less of movies. Less than a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stick it with the Rock Con Air close second. Okay. Uh, Let's move on then. What's the two. next question?
1: Rock is such you know a good what, movie. Do you know what time it is? Is Is it is it time? Is you it tea time?
0: time? It's Rojo time! Wow. Open Addendum 1 and describe the photo to the listeners. Each bro needs to determine one what they think the name of the object is, two its use, and three, an appraisal value. Ring Tim, it got up. I get to
3: see this in person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just make Tim
2: do everything this time he get to do it What the fuck
1: is this?
2: Yes. All right. So what are we looking at, Tim?
1: Um, it looks like a couple of like
2: plaster plates looks of like some, some sort. It looks or... like
3: some shit that's hanging in somebody's beach house.
2: Yeah, so like, maybe it's like, like two, gems or shells of some sort. It looks
3: like two octagonal plates or like placards of some kind. Yeah. As it's, if,
0: the, it's the key to open the Book of the Dead for the moment. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, there we go. It, it could be like stained glass in a church or something. But, it, but like, it looks like it could be made of like some shitty pebbles or shells that somebody found on the beach. Like, I don't feel like this is worth anything. And I'm probably going to be wrong because mm-hmm. it's like so-and-so's great father's mother's uncle... Uh, made this phenomenal piece. So, it, you, what do you think its
2: function is? They, its like,
3: function is art. It's just art, like coasters. Art. They're okay. either coasters or they're
0: art.
2: Hard to tell how big they are from that. Can yeah, you, there's no sense someone? of scale. No. All right. Yeah, they
0: could be any size, really. They, yeah. It's like a mosaic with... It looks like pebbles.
2: Yeah. Like I, think, so. I think Tim's on the right track with it being like a beach theme. I give him 50 bucks. 50! No, oh, this thing's worth more than $50. I
3: want
0: this to be that one where this is worth absolutely this
2: nothing. This is a fraud. Everyone's
3: gonna there's go something on the
0: side. I ca- it can't see. I can't tell if it, it looks like it might be like a compact or something. Mm. Like you know, like you would o- like a compact with a mirror inside. Okay, okay, okay. Open okay. it
1: up if you're doing your makeup. Okay. okay. Oh is it joined okay. In the middle? I don't. That's
0: what I can't tell. I,
1: it doesn't look like it's joined in the middle because there's, there's a woman like a, there's in the a, background a, and like that's her pants right oh, there. Yeah, but so. there's a hinge on the right. On mm. the right side, there's a little metal thing.
2: So there's something else behind the actual image for like each one. There's a little one. black
0: metal thing that looks like it could be like a, I don't know what that is. Uh, that maybe like one opens. Yeah,
1: maybe I'm not it, sure. Yeah, give it, me another look.
0: I'm it, gonna say it's a container of some kind. Ooh. It's like a mosaic container. I this, uh, this is hard because it's either worth nothing or yeah. like a lot of money. But it's so tacky looking. Yeah, and it doesn't look that old. I'm gonna say Yeah, but a lot of the stuff at your aunt's beach house won't look that old either. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say I don't fucking know. It's a compact <laughs> uh and it's or it's like some sort of container from I'm gonna say like the eighteen hundreds and it's worth seven thousand three hundred dollars <laughs> so exactly. Bad.
2: He's so salty about this. <laughs> this
3: so uh salty. can I get a look at that Tim? Look? Um, yeah, I'm sticking with my fifty dollars and it being some sort of like beach house art. Like I see that thing on the right of the one on the right that you're talking about, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't look like there's enough depth yeah. for it to be look, much of a compact.
0: It it looks like a Or it's a very big compact. Yeah, and I'm very confused. That's mm. why I just I changed it to just container because it could also just be like a table, but it's it's it looks very big. But like a plaque that you'd stick up on the wall, so yeah. it doesn't look yeah. like there's any
3: depth to it. The the scale I'm thinking, I no longer think it's a coaster. I think it's just some sort of art. Is like the I don't know, Matt, the cube behind your head. Held. Yeah. What what do you think the dimensions of it? Oh, um, I don't know. That's I, like twelve by 12, twelve. Yeah. Fifteen.
2: Yeah. So okay. fifteen inch diameter. Forearm. That's about right. Yeah. That. Um. Come here. I'm gonna say. I was gonna say jewelry box. But I, I also think that, that, yeah, like Tim was saying, there's not a depth in that picture to say, like, okay, there's another thing underneath it. Um, I will also say wall art, but I think it's worth uh, $4,000. And it's made of pebbles.
0: Yeah. That's the thing that's throwing me, because it just looks so tacky. Yeah. And the only thing that could make it worth money is if somebody famous did it. Right, right.
1: Yeah, like, I think it's some sort of, like, nice rocked gemstone. Not really gemstone, but, like, nice rocks... Fancy looking, um, it, I think might just be the lids to something and not everything else to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say a price because I accidentally saw the price and I was opening up the answer key. So I'm not going to say a price because <laughs> okay. I know what the price is. Okay. Okay. All right. That's, That's fair. All right. Just tell me, just tell
3: me I'm right. Rich.
1: No, we have a player's uh, script. If right. you want to be guests.
2: Oh, this is going to be I great. I would love to be the
1: quest. <laughs> let, let me pour another drink for this one. Hold on.
2: <laughs> right, another episode of the uh, the Antiques Roadshow Players right I get here.
0: To, we get to sit back and watch it happen.
2: Yeah. I'm going to pot in some music underneath this one. <laughs> it's going to be great.
0: Oh, boy. Oh,
2: please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, throw this, I'll throw this bottle at you. I'll rip
1: that the, goddamn paper look, the right The guest has face. about this much and then a single line, so it's not a lot.
3: <laughs> These, <laughs> I can't do it now. I'm laughing too much. These are a pair of shell pictures that my great-grandmother had in her house. We were always told that these were Sailor's Valentines, and my great-grandmother had a real affinity for shell and shell pictures. She used to make her own art out of shells. And so, I just think that it was something that she liked, and it was a, and it was a really kind of good fit for what she enjoyed. I wonder if her name was Sally.
1: Um, the appraiser says, Sailor's Valentines is how they're generally referred to in antiques business. Originally, they were thought to be made by sailors themselves with found objects. There's no way sailors had the, the kind of time to find all of these shells and do that. These were made almost certainly in Barbados. We know that because sailors would go to Barbados as a waypoint during the sugar and rum trades in the mid-19th century. And in the late 19th century, after these got brought back, people would bring them to get fixed. Shells had come out, hinges had come loose and a lot of a lot like what's happened here and there were scrapes of barbados newspapers found on the back turns out these were there there was a cottage industry in barbados that made these exclusively for sailors to purchase and bring back as mementos of their trip through the caribbean all of these shells are found in barbados these are probably made 1850 1860 an auction we could estimate them to bring between three to $5,000. That's the name bullshit. of the game, baby. Yes. <laughs> that's so much.
2: Kicks oh, in. wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, that's incredible. Casnell from way downtown. For that is horseshit. Button. Wow. That, that is wild to
0: me because it's not even made by a it's famous just, person. It's just somebody in Barbados. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in Barbados <laughs> was making
3: some of these things. They don't matter. We don't know who they are. And they made it from shit they found on the beach. Yeah. But because it's like 200 years old, bam, three grand. Kobe. That's so <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> That's, That's why I hate antiques. <laughs> That's
0: why I hate old, old things.
2: Old shit. It can go to hell.
0: It can go to heck. Matt, congratulations. Boom. <laughs> Big right. time.
1: All right, uh, we got one more. Good. I just, I love Good the buying. idea that they were supposed to have been made by the sailors as Valentine's gifts, and they just, but they them. were just like, nah, fuck it, I'm buying it. No, yeah. It's mine now." <laughs> Look yeah. what I made you. Selfish. All right, if
3: anything, <laughs> that should diminish the value because it's all forgery. For sure. uh, it's all lies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild. We just, yeah. we just bought some shit in Barbados. Now it's worth three thousand dollars. Yep. I mean, Free I hope, market, baby. Yeah, I hope the Marimba I bought in the Dominican Republic is worth three thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
3: Yeah, just wait two hundred years wait for and we'll that, find that out. Cancun bottle opener to be bank. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That dick
0: shaped
2: uh, can <laughs> bottle opener I have. It's a little bit phallic, but it was made in Cancun. Yeah. So it's sixty five hundred dollars.
0: Uh okay. So this one, our final question, submitted by Donna Kesnow. Uh huh. Nowadays. There are so many ways to communicate with friends, slash family, slash colleagues, i.e. texting, Facebook Messenger, email, Twitter private messages, WhatsApp, regular phone calls, etc. Thanks for all the context. You're missing a few.
2: All the context. there's also. There's also uh, can we mentioned Instagram messages. <laughs> so you, do, you can still do uh, telegraphs, still have pigeons. My supervisor smoke, me for signals. smoke signals the other day. <laughs> it's like, I'll just bring the
3: plant down. It'll
2: be great. I can shout at you. I can poke you in the shoulder. <laughs> and it's the end of the question. <laughs> That's a, just, you can just communicate. Gosh, a lot what's, of ways. Up, what's
0: up with that?
3: <laughs> I prefer
2: smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs>
3: all
2: right, sorry. Uh, so,
3: so there's a lot of so ways to communicate. All those
0: ways to communicate. Sometimes your mom finds it irritating that she has to check so many different places to make sure that she hasn't missed something. Uh, and she asks, what is your preferred method of communicating? That is which method are you most likely to use and respond to people using?
2: Right, so I'm, I'm horrific about responding to messages in general. And it's, it's yes. Yeah. It's mostly because like, I I look at a message and I sort of want a moment. like I want to acknowledge, okay, I've seen it. I know that somebody sent me this. But unless it's like strictly logistical, I sort of want a moment to think about it. And then invariably I forget. Mm -hmm. So uh, it will be hours until I end up responding to something. Uh, So the answer is there's no real good way to get in touch with me. Uh, I guess text messaging sort of. But uh, text messaging or Facebook Messenger, I guess. I don't know.
3: I'm going to go text messaging because if you call me, I, I hate talking to people on the phone. So highly likely if you call me, unless it's like I know something is going mm-hmm. on, I'm likely to let it go to voicemail mm. and then either check that voicemail or text you in 15 minutes to make it seem like I didn't ignore you. <laughs> and be like, hey, I saw your call. What's up? Yeah. Uh, so text messages. Okay. Facebook I, message. I, I know I have at least five unread that I just don't feel like scrolling to go find. And it
2: was all us trying to reschedule the uh, the, the recording today. Uh, that, no, I read those. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I would prefer texting just because if you're going to call me, I'm going to assume it's an emergency. And I want to keep from having that mild anxiety attack when you call me. Um, so just text me whenever you need to get in touch with me. That's, mm. I, I, it's just easier. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I prefer texting.
2: Yeah. Just, I, it's it weird. Cause like, I'm the same way with phone calls, but that incidentally would make it the best way to get in touch yeah, with me. Cause then I, was, I definitely, answer. Like, okay, I was gonna, something must be wrong. Yeah, yeah. For
0: me, a phone call or a DM on Twitter are the two best ways to get in touch with me because those are two things that never happen, really. Mm-hmm. So if if that happens, I'm most likely to read it and then respond mm-hmm. immediately. Because Rich has a lot of experience with me reading a text or Facebook message that he has sent me, and I get it, and then just don't respond because I forget. <laughs> like, I see he sends me, he'll send me, like, a meme or something, and I will like it. And I'll be like, oh, I'll tell him I like in a second. And then I just, (laughs) he never hears. He's like, did you get, like, even today, you were like, did you get that thing that I I sent to you about uh, National Treasure 3? Call back to Nick Cage. (laughs) But, like, that's what happens is I just see it. And it just, we get so many in those forms that it's just like, it's just you're inundated. So it's hard to take it's not it's hard to take any of them seriously yeah because it's like uh I get you don't want so to just give shit. like the
2: thumbs up or like the whatever the emoticon or emoji yeah. reaction to it is because it seems like you're just mailing it in like mm-hmm. so like that's my thing is like i don't want to just thumbs up everything because then it feels like i'm not I'm not caring about the response. I yeah. want to put some thought into it, but then putting some thought into it, it winds up with me forgetting until that, nine o'clock.
3: That takes more than 10 seconds. So yeah. yeah. So no, no I'll dice. thumbs
0: up logistical questions so that you like with our D we have a chat for D and D when we're scheduling and I, that's the only thing where I will always thumbs up like a confirmation that I'm going to be there yeah. because otherwise I will forget. And that's a bad thing. And that's, it's so much easier to just be like, okay, I heard it like gotcha. just just as like an acknowledgement cuz I'm not going to be like yes I will be there at this time because I will forget. Yeah, so if I can right. just give it a thumbs up real quick and be like all right. <laughs> and then on we're Tuesday- in it. and then on yeah.
1: Tuesday when I get to your house I'd be like is it on your schedule? <laughs> yeah, is on
0: my calendar, yeah. on your calendar. Yeah. Um, and I'll say no and Mary but, will get mad at me. Nah.
1: <laughs> but like I get but damn it, Sean. I get the play cuz this was a uh, question by your mom, right? Yeah. Um yes. My fam I have hangouts, Google hangouts, I have Facebook Messenger, I have I had uh, Google Allo, I had Google Messaging, mm-hmm. and then my normal text messaging on my phone. Right. My parents had Allo, my friends have Hangouts. A lot of pe- a few people use Messenger, and mm-hmm. then everyone else just comes through my text messages. I'm like, I need this needs to stop. Yeah, yeah. Th- it needs to all be in one. Yeah. And I tried to force everyone to go to Messenger because honestly, that's the best texting platform out there. Is Facebook Messenger, but everyone's against it. So, but like, yeah. I get that plight. Mm-hmm. It, it sucks. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I get direct, There's like one person I know who sends me direct messages on Twitter all the time because he uh, he's he's admittedly like really bad at Twitter and doesn't know how to like just if there's a tweet he wants me to see he doesn't know he doesn't think like he won't just reply to it and put my ad handle mm-hmm. in there so I'll see it he'll just direct message it to me all the time. <laughs>
3: Is it Big Ron?
2: It's not. <laughs> No, it's not Big Ron. <laughs> There's no way Big Ron knows what a Twitter is. <laughs> uh, so it's it's but so I end up getting a lot of DMs from him, and then uh, we we go back and forth there. But then yeah, then my brother uses WhatsApp. Uh, we have our Facebook Messenger group for this podcast and a couple of other things, and then it's just it's all over the place, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's too much. Yeah, it's like inundated with 16 different apps in which to just say hello to people. Yeah. So. Old man. Okay, boomer. Uh, So uh, those are all the questions that we have. Those are
0: all the questions that we have. You have a take, Sean. I do, but does anyone else have a take for this session? No. No. Okay, so I'm going to save my take because it is the Valentine's Day episode. I'm sorry again, Rich. I'm sorry for excluding you on this. But because it's the Valentine's Day episode, I want to end on a a romantic thing. It's a nice Mm -hmm. thing. Okay. When did you guys, and I'll answer myself eventually, uh, when did you know that you wanted to marry your now wives? I, I that, hate this question. I know, but so I think much. it's a nice
2: question. Mm-hmm. Nice little romance. Mm-hmm. I boy. There were times when I was like, so it was. It was sort of a gradient. It wasn't like one tipping point. where I'm like, that's it. This is mm-hmm. it. It was sort of like like as we got more comfortable and as we like we'd spend weekends together and we go on trips with our family, it was sort of like I would just like look at this and be like, I think it was after maybe like the second year that we were dating. And like that, like I, I looked back on the last two years and like what we had planned. I was like, I want to do this forever. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that we had been doing and uh, just like. Just you know, chatting and talking about nonsense, joking around, going to concerts, and like you know, spending weekends just like sitting on the couch or like going out to the park or something like all the little things that we would do together. I was like, I want to do this for the, forever. And like, and like we we had we had already talked a little bit about goals and you know stuff we wanted to do in terms of having a family or, or career wise and things like that um but i think it was like after year two i was like all right i'm like 99 sure this is the case and then by that summer i, I was like slowly crafting plans I'm like all right here's the timeline like we're gonna do we're gonna get the ring then and we're gonna propose then so i, I will say about the two year mark when it was just like i want to do this forever that's nice yeah
3: um honestly i have a similar answer and that's why i hate this question is because i want to say it wasn't a here's the pinpoint moment where I know this happened, but that's what everyone wants to hear. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was very much a overtime Mm -hmm. and just getting to, and then you realize it's like, oh, I've been sitting at this point and I just didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, realizing that I, my biggest thing with anybody, let alone romantic partnership is whether I feel like I have to put on some sort of act Uh, Or let somebody behind the curtain or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally realizing that like, oh, I'm legitimately comfortable and I have not felt like I have to put on any kind of pretense or anything of that nature. Uh, That was a big one for me Mm. because I've never felt that with a romantic partner before because it was always like, "Eh, I guess I'll be the spine of this relationship and kind of hold this together. Or it was the opposite, and like I'm putting no work into this, so I really don't care. (laughs) Mm. Um, So yeah, gradient and just finding Mm out I'm I'm legitimately comfortable. It's like all the puzzle
2: pieces come together a little bit. Like if you've solved forever, and not for everything, but it's just like all the biggest important questions that you have. It's like all right, I know now. I know I have the answer to these. Yes. What are you, Sean?
0: So, I mean, I agree with you. It was a little bit different with Mary because Jacob was in the picture. So there was a more... It was, like, a little bit more serious where it's, like, this is going to be... It wasn't just, like, we're dating. It was, like, if we're going to continue dating. From the from kind of the get-go, it's, like, we're dating to get married. And if you don't really see that after, like, you know, a couple... Like, six or so months, mm-hmm. like, maybe we should rethink this. But it was really, for me... And I don't have like a specific time, but I remember thinking about the future, not like anything specific, just thinking about like, oh, in like a year, I think I'm going to do this. Like I had a plan for a year from now. And I remember thinking like Jacob and Mary were going to be there. And that was the first time in any relationship that I had thought about the future and reflexively was thinking about my significant other being with mm-hmm. me and experiencing that with me i think we were like planning a vacation or something we're like we're gonna go to cape may or whatever and it wasn't cape may because that's too easy but anyway we we're going somewhere and i was like oh mary will be there and it was the f- and i remember i remember it hitting me and being like oh i didn't even have to like backtrack and be like mary will be there it mm-hmm. was just like mary's just gonna be there yeah and so that was the point where i was like okay That's what I want then. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not even thinking about it, and that's what I want. So it was like that, and that was very affirming for me. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't a specific date. I think people who say, like, and that's when I knew are fucking liars. (laughs) Always when they're on a lake. (laughs) Yeah, no, those people are just good storytellers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Like, when
3: someone says love at first sight, it's like, no, lust at first sight, maybe. Mm -hmm. I'll give you that. I had infatuation because it's like, oh, you're fun, mm-hmm. but like love at first sight. No, that's not no, what that is. Yeah, and yeah. it can develop, and you can try to call it back to that, but
2: you're mm-hmm. full of it. Mm-hmm. Love, man. Love, it's dope. Love, it's love.
3: dope. What's love got to do with it? Got, got to, to do, do with it? it?
2: Uh, so, Sean. Eventually, you're going to give us a very sizzling hot take. I, I promise. I'm very mad about something right now. <laughs> <laughs> but if, you want, if people want to find your takes on Twitter in between episodes, where could they find them? You can find them at Hey, it's Sob. How about you, Rich? At B underscore walnuts. Timmy. Tim R Hansen. And I'm on Twitter at M That's M K A S Z N E L. The podcast is available. On Twitter at brose underscore podcast. Go follow us there. Or like us on Facebook at Brose podcast. Uh, and if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, listen to our show and subscribe anywhere fine podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Uh, Huge thanks as always to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, Shannon Vogel for designing our logo, uh, and you can find her work on Etsy and at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert, and you can find his music at the Free Music Archive. Rich, PodQuest. Oh, yes. I got
1: PodQuest. It's a uh, nerd round table we record each week, and we talk about the news and other stuff we did. Check us out.
2: And we use two of these mic stands for that yes. podcast. Or you do. Mm-hmm. uh Yeah, we're using this, some sweet mic stands now. We're getting all, <laughs> all official in here. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Four, Tim Hansen, Sean O'Brien, Rich Sweeten, and the entire Action Moves team. Moo! This is Matt Caz now reminding you to be smart about being stupid. <laughs> did I <laughs> hear a meow in there?
0: No, it was a sexy move. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went,
2: moo! Oh, that might
0: have been the meow. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I did an ASMR move for all those ASMR heads. The M and ASMR is. Yeah. Moo. The M and ASMR <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>